Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, a show for instructional coaches and digital learning leaders. Welcome to a brand new season in 2023. I hope you guys are having a great time. Today on this show, I have a fantastic guest. She is not only an instructional coach, she is a presenter, and she is on a mission to support all new coaches i look up to this wonderful person so much that you know a lot of the stuff that we're doing on here is is just inspired by the great work she's doing and i'm so excited that she's on the show today and i can't wait to have you listen to our interview today we talk not only about coaching coaching cycles systems to build but also how you guys can get involved in her amazing PLN. I want to remind you guys that there's a few things that are going to be happening up here. I am excited to be a part of something called the inaugural online effective teaching conference is going to be happening through the 16th to the 20th of January of this particular month. That's happening very, very soon. And I'm going to be doing a session called the three systems that all instructional coaches need it. We're going to talk about the importance of coaching websites, coaching newsletters and how do you put all of this stuff together and i'm looking forward to doing that and you can find more information about that over at teacherspd.net slash conference that's teacherspd.net slash conference lots of great speakers on there good my good friend erica terry is going to be involved in that we have casey bell involved in that lots of great coaches head on over to teacherspd.net forward slash conference and you can learn more a little bit about that My guest today is an instructional coach, an author, a presenter, and she has a fantastic coaching network that follows the hashtag new to coaching. And I am so excited to be a member of her amazing Facebook group. Want to bring on today my good friend, Miss Allison Peterson. Allison, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. I am so great, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to be here. Um, I feel like this is a long time coming, which is, uh, as I was just thinking back, I mean, I think we've connected for over 10 years in our coaching roles throughout our journeys. And to get to hang out together today is unbelievable. So thanks for having me. It is great having you on. You know, we talked a little bit in the intro about some of the things that you're doing, but uh, I got to ask, who is Allison Peterson? (laughs) Well, um, I am a coach. I have, like you said, I've been a coach for um, nine years. I stepped out of the classroom and into an actually an ed tech coaching role um, where I was doing technology integration specialist at a new school um, nine years ago. And since then, I have felt like it has truly become my calling to be a coach and to support teachers. So I've I've gone to three different independent schools and launched three different instructional coaching programs. Um, And I'm currently uh, launching one at the school where I'm at in North Georgia. And um, my work has led me to turn around and share some of the things that I've learned on my journey because I love, love, love connecting with other 
um, coaches online. And that really started in my ed tech days, hanging out on Twitter and meeting you and all of my other friends, making, um, building my professional learning network is like one of my favorite things to do, obviously. So that led me to um, founding the new to coaching Facebook group, which was just, you know, a bunch of friends getting together, like, hey, we're new coaches, we're transitioning to a new school or, and we were thinking about that. And it has now grown to over 7,500 new coaches in the new to coaching community on Facebook. And um, really every day, I'm just so thankful that I get the opportunity to connect with coaches. So that's me. That's what I do. <laughs> you know, your Facebook group is amazing. One of the other things that impresses me each and every week is your email marketing and how you're just connecting with everybody. You had mentioned that this is the third time that you've started a new program. I'm amazed at this. I've, I've had an opportunity a couple of times now to do this in schools. When you say you're starting a coaching program, is it you or are you being brought in to hire other co like what does that look like what has that looked like for you when you're saying i'm starting a coaching program well the truth is is that in well in my first role that the, the when i it was at one school and i transitioned from instructional technology specialist to instructional coach and in that situation they put me in as like the department chair of instructional coaching and we did have multiple coaches and we were truly starting like a program with a team, which was amazing. And that's really where I did a lot of my foundational work that I share in the new to coaching group about how to design your make change happen coaching program. It's from what I got to do with that team of coaches. But from then on, the other two schools where I've been at has just been me. So when I say coaching program, I mean, it's just me. They've never had a coach before. They've never had instructional coaches and I'm launching the program. And always the hope is to be able to make it into a true program where you have, for my schools, we have like a, like a district does, multiple buildings. So trying to grow it to the point where we could put a coach in each of our buildings, but, um, it has just been me. So as I've started this most recent um, program, I'm on my year two. And, you know, the more we talk about how beneficial it is, the more it seems like it would be a great fit to have one up at our high school. So it's just that idea of um, starting something that has never been there before, but doing it very intentionally and helping everyone around you understand what coaching actually is. That's the work of starting the program is helping overcome misconceptions and have people trust you and um, start wanting to work with you as a coach. So just me, but I hope always to grow it. You know, you said the one thing that probably comes up more than everybody else, and that's the trust. It's that building relationships. And, you know, this is something I've had the opportunity to do in two different school districts. Now, you know, you're walking in, you are the coach, you're trying to figure out how to work with the teachers, how to build this with the administrators. What advice do you have for new coaches? We have a lot of people checking out this show for the first time. Um, a lot of coaches that are brand new. I, I always remember back to my first time as an instructional coach, one guy, six buildings, one school district that's kind of looking at you saying, go. Yeah. What advice do you have for anybody that's in this position trying to build their own job or job yeah. description? Yeah, well, it's really common actually for coaches to be hired mid-year. I've had I've just talked to two just last week who had gotten pulled out of the classroom and now they're being put into coaching positions. So it can happen any time of year that coaches are moving into this spot. And the thing is, is that usually in that situation, coaches are really excited about this new opportunity, but they're also super nervous. And that and they think that they should be doing something 
They should be creating something. They should be making something. They should be doing something. But like you said before, relationships are the most important thing. And so you'll go onto Facebook and you'll ask the question like, hey, what do I do? I'm a brand new coach. Where should I start? And you'll hear people say, build relationships, build relationships. But like, what does that mean? (laughs) And it really means not worrying about doing anything It just means start talking to people, walking up and down the halls, having casual interactions and getting to know as many of the teachers as you can in as many organic, natural ways as you can, because those are the things that are going to be the foundational relationships that you put in place that will open the doors for coaching. Don't let anyone tell you that relationship coaching, coaching, I'm using air quotes that you can't see Mm -hmm. me. Relationship coaching is not real coaching or it's not deep coaching. You have to start there if you're a new coach. And if you don't do that work and you try and hurdle over it and you try and get to the check boxes and the do and the things that you're supposed to do, 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 and you jump over the people, then you're not going to be a successful coach and you're going to run into some roadblocks really quickly called resistance. So relationships would be the number one piece of advice I have for new coaches. Uh, You know, we talk about this a lot and, you know, I'm now going into my third month in an elementary school. I spent the first two months just, just talking. And, and as you mentioned, going into classrooms, making those friends, and that's, that's going to be, that's the goal for the end of the year build up that trust of the building I'm currently in has four other coaches, a math, English character, ed and science sped science coach. Um, I'm not trying to jump on anybody. I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes. I'm letting the building do their thing. I'm just letting them get to know me, my skills, my personality. We talk a lot of star Wars around the, around the building. Oh but, yeah. I'll talk star Wars. That always works. <laughs> and, and at my office, like I, I, the first time I was in the building, I ran around, I looked at the, what was on the walls of other teachers and I went out to target and I bought that stuff. And I filled my office with like Marvel and Harry Potter and Star Wars and Beatles and stuff, because now those teachers are coming into my office and I have conversation points. And where I've been building my relationships is with the SPED department, our social workers, our, our counselors, our main office workers. I've been doing a ton of dirty work in there, building data sets and spreadsheets and, you know, all the stuff that makes them go because they are going to be my megaphone when, you know, they're the ones that are already with the teachers. They're the ones that are already with the students. They're the ones that are going to say, hey, Mr. Bradbury, is this, 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 and this? I'm letting them be my mouthpiece. What's your advice for working with non-classroom teachers? Uh, Absolutely. I actually really believe, and this comes from John Maxwell's book called The 360 Degree Leader. I believe that we are leading from the middle in our unique roles. And so this is a really important thing that we can't quite see as we first step into the coaching role, how actually powerful it is that you're working from the middle you touch point with everyone in the building like you just said like everyone from counselors to the the um specialists to the principal the assistant principal and every single teacher the tech department the librarian it doesn't matter you're connecting with all of them in your role as a coach and you become a connective tissue, a connective glue between everyone, because you are the one who is hearing all of the things that all of these different levels of people are talking about. And so um, then when you're working with non-classroom teachers and you're working with people in the administrative office, that is really 
is just as important as the work you do with teachers so that you can really influence overall change in the building. So all of those touch points become a way for you to influence. You can share what you hear teachers saying up to the admin and, you know, you can connect some dots for some, um, in yes. other conversations. So it's really powerful to work from the middle. And I, I just really flourished in that when I stepped into the coaching role, I was, I was the, I was ed tech. I was in all of the buildings and I heard things that no one else knew because I was over in the lower school. And then I was over in the high school and they were talking about the same things and I could connect the dots and nobody else could connect them because they weren't in both places at once. So it, it really became a powerful lens to work, um, work from to help make change happen in my school. And it's how I've built those coaching programs I was talking about. It is that trust, right? Like if you see a teacher say, I need something. And then, you know, while they're doing it, you go off and to do your thing. And next thing you know, it's done or that tech tickets in or the principal happens to walk in and go, oh, here's something that you said you needed. Right. Making those connections. That's just as much part of the coaching cycle. And I use that in the broadest terms, you know, just as important as sitting down one to one with teachers. Here we are at the beginning of 2023. I'm looking forward to this year. Um, I've been reflecting over the last little bit here. Me too. That whole concept of that one word, that one focal point. Um, have you come up with like a, a vision for yourself now that you've in this position, now that, you know, break is over. We're in that long stretch. There's not a lot of days off a couple, you know, president holidays yes. and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. what would you say your one word is this year as an instructional coach? Yeah, well, I actually presented on this for the Simply Coaching Summit Reset, and I really believe that the idea of this one word is powerful because you can you come up with the one word very personally, like, and during this reflective time that you're talking about, like, you find your one word, and it's really your personal word, but it now that you have it, it's also your guide for all pieces of your life, including your professional work. And it mm -hmm. just pours out to let you know what you need to focus on at work, just like what you need to focus on at home. So when, um, when I've done this work of the one word, I see it kind of as a personal and professional thinking about how these things go together. So this year, um, it took me a while to find my word, but I did. And it's abide. My word is abide. And it's, um, it's from John 15, when Jesus talks about abiding, um, the vine. Um, and so it really is about, for me, it's about, a, a staying and a listening and, um, a quiet kind of resting in knowing who God is. And then also as I am going into my work, really listening for him to guide me on the work that I'm doing with my teachers and, and seeking that guidance. Um, and that I work at a Christian school. And so that environment is, you know, very open door at my, at my school where I know that I'm going to be able to pour into teachers and, um, share with them. And so that's something that has really been on my heart over the break is returning to school and, and being able to, just really be a part of the community at school in that way. Now that you have that word, or I'll say once a coach has that word, mm -hmm. what do you do with it? I've heard stories about, you know, you put it up on the wall or you, you stick it as your screensaver or you, you put it on your Apple watch. Like what do you do now that you have that guiding force? 
Um, well, for me, I did create a Canva image and I had, I worked with, um, my breakthrough circle members with my group coaching program and we all did it together and they all dropped these beautiful, beautiful, um, graphics that they made in Canva. So I think one of the first things to do with it is to make it visual for you so that you can keep it in front of you as a guide. Um, and then another thing that I'm trying to do this year with my word is to have, um, an anchor point each month to just revisit it and come back to it. I'm also kind of scrapbooking it. I'm not much of a scrapbooker, to be honest with you, but I'm a digital scrapbooker. <laughs> so I've been keeping my um, my Google Keep, which I'm sure you use your Google Keep, right? So like mm-hmm. you were saying like snap pictures of things when we were talking before, but I feel like sometimes I just see my word everywhere. And so I'm becoming a digital scrapbooker and grabbing my phone. Anytime I see something that connects to my word or read something that connects to my word, I snap a picture and I put it in my Google keep and organize it so that I can kind of continue to look for it throughout the whole year. Um, and it's amazing how it will show up again in my personal life and also in my professional life. I've been thinking about my one word and, you know, for me, any of my listeners, you know, things like, you know, organized or productivity or or some kind of something that says just keep going. Um, Many people would say, you know, persistent. And that's probably coming from the the, the triplet dad popping out. (laughs) But I, you know, I'm trying to figure out what this is. You know, we've been talking on the show about a lot of the projects that are coming out, but you know, consistency, I think for me is also a big one, which, you know, I've always in the last 10 years tried to always be consistent, both at work at home and here on the show and stuff like that. But I can see doing like a word, wordle, words, one of those, like, these are the words that just kind of keep going in there. But I like the idea of creating that, that Canva thing and maybe sticking it as like a desktop wallpaper or something on there, just always keeping you in there. Um, All the ones that the members of my breakthrough circle did, they had the main word and then several other words that are connecting words for them because it it is one word, but it all, it all contains so much. This one word contains so much. So when you create your visual um, anchoring it to a few other keywords that you wanted to really emphasize. I think the word just comes down to being dad, right? <laughs> if, if, always dad, always if, mom. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're dad, you are all of those things in all of those places. And and I think if I, if I do stick with dad, I'm just going to have the kids do a, a coloring thing or something like that. I mean, it, it's amazing what's going on this time of year. You know, we just had our ISTE sessions come out. We've got the Simply Coaching session coming out. I'm looking forward to the next few weeks. We're going to be doing a, another online session here with our friend uh, over at uh, teacherspd.net over our friend Daniel Jackson. We just had him on the show. Um, do you have any good, any more presentations coming up or anything like that that we can be looking forward to from you? Yeah, actually, every January now for this is going to be my third year in a row, we've done kickstart your coaching cycles in the new to coaching group. So um, that is a challenge that I do. So it's like a 10 day challenge where I go live several days um, of the 10 days and I teach my kickstart your coaching cycles, um, organic coaching cycle approach and teach you how to start organic coaching cycles, which is that start and that feel natural to you and the teacher to get them started. And all of that work really came out of my, you know, this, the 
what I designed was something that I really designed when I was working as an ed tech coach my first year. I figured out this is what works. Um, so I share that whole story and I share the whole model. And then um, I kind of put challenges in the group throughout the week. So we'd love to have you all come join us for that. You can check it out at um, newtocoaching.info backslash kickstart. And I'm sure that link will be with the show notes. But um, you can register to join. It's totally free. You just have to be in the group. And um, that'll be starting on January 23rd. Say that link one more time. Yep. It's new to coaching.info backslash kickstart. We will, of course, make sure we have that in our show notes. You know, um, one thing I'm excited about is on the 16th through 20th, it's called the inaugural online effective teaching conference. And I've got a session that's going to be happening on, let me see if I can find it real quick here on the second day. It is going to be Monday, the 16th at 6 PM. It's going to be a live session. And my session's all about the three systems that every instructional coach needs to have. And I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the systems that you create, because I'm going to talk all about coaching websites we're going to talk all about coaching newsletters, but then also we're going to talk about how do you keep notes? How do you keep your, your coaching life organized? You had mentioned Google Keep. We talk a lot here about how I've been using Notion to keep my coaching stuff organized. And if you're interested in that, it's a, it's a $2 conference. It's a weird thing, but it's an awesome thing. A $2 conference. There are a lot of coaches that are going to be on that session and we're Ooh. going to make sure that we have it over there on teachercast.net. But um, websites, newsletters, that place for you to organize all of your stuff. When you're putting your coaching uh, programs together, what are the systems that you always make sure you have and some of the systems that you help others coaches make sure that they have? Yeah, I am I'm quite an organic <laughs> type of girl and that my systems are, are a little bit more um, a little bit less like formal, honestly. So one of the things that, I mean, the three things that I really anchor to the most, one of them is my own personal planner that I use to set my goals for the year, keep track of those for the weekly and daily goals. So that is called the full focus planner is the one I use, but you can do that with any planner. You don't have to have that specific planner. So my personal planner my Google keep is where I put all of my notes about conversations with teachers. Every time I have a conversation with a teacher where I want to remember the details of um, it's the place where I'm just kind of keeping notes about my interactions with teachers and how I can continue to support them and how I can follow up with them for the next step. And then just Google drive. I mean, that is the other one there. There are some really great Google tools um, with the new, I can't remember what they call them, but you type the little at symbol mm -hmm. and then what is that called? Google something. Anyway, when you, you have the new project maps that they have in there and I've yes, been using yes, those. Yes. Yeah. It's called project map. And, um, Casey and I, Casey Watson, and I did a video about it in the, um, new to coaching group back in August, but, um, those project maps have those little drop down menus where you can say whether you've met with somebody or not. And I keep all of my teachers in there and then track you know, just my touch points with them. So I just use the simple things. Um, and I try to kind of keep up with those things. Um, like my interactions with teachers in a really organic way of just tracking as I go through. Um, and I always kind of take notes during coaching meetings. And then I picture that, take a picture of those and put them in my Google keep. So it's a very casual approach. My organization, I would not say I am the one who has the best organization system. <laughs> 
Talking today to Allison Peterson all about her new instructional coaching programs and, of course, her tremendous new-to-coaching programs here. If you guys have anything that you'd like to add to this show, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. We would love to hear what systems you're working on or would like help working on. And if you're looking to help get help with your coaching cycles, check out Allison's 10-day coaching, new-to-coaching new to 10-day ch- I'm, I'm getting this so wrong, but we'll make sure that all the links are over here. She's got her 10-day challenge um, for coaching cycles here. We're going to make sure all the links are over on our site. Allison, as we go through here, um, it is a long distance between now, January, and July when you know we all get together again for ISTE. Yeah. In your mind, what should coaches be focusing on? I know we talked about relationships. That's the easiest thing in here. Outside of that... I've got some answers on this. I'm curious to know what yours are. If you were to say coaches should be focusing on one thing, non-relationship answer. I'm going to throw that back to you because I want to know what you have to say about it first. <laughs> What's I, your one thing? I think that's hard to narrow it down. And it's so different for different schools. It is. Um, but this is where I always lean back on systems right? You have to have a system. Like for you, Google Keep is a system. Google Drive is a system. Um, When I first started off in my first school, it was, we're going to do Google. So I made sure all of my systems were built in Google. When I became a coach in my current district, we were moving towards Microsoft. So I built my systems in a SharePoint site. I built my systems using Outlook and an Excel charts and Microsoft to do. And now I'm sliding into a world of notion because it's all database driven and everything is in there. And if I keep thinking that, you know, your first year is about those relationships. Your first year is about listening. Well, what are you doing while you're listening? What are you doing while you're keeping all those notes? So for me, those systems are important. Every week I have a chance to work with our new coaches and our new uh, staff members. I teach orientation every single Tuesday. And it's used to be, hi, welcome to the district. Here's how you use Google Classroom. And, and I still do that. But so many people are coming into the district already knowing what Google Classroom is. I've shifted a lot of our orientation to here's how you build your systems. Here's how you create Outlook rules or Gmail rules. Here's how you make a calendar so that way your so-and-so is shared with it. Here's how you create an amazing email signature. You know, these are the foundations, especially if you're going to be looking at coaching as not that the first year is a punt. I would never say that. But if the first year really is just about figuring out things, you yeah. do need that place to communicate. Check newsletters. You do need that place that is going to be your uh, toolbox. Check website. You do need to have a strong communication between you and your administrators. And, and that's presentation skills. And I did a show recently about how I had a big meeting with our administrative team. And it was, here's my 30, 60, 90. And here's what I've done in 30. And here's how I'm going to do in 60. And I need your help getting from 60 to 90 because it's not about building a coaching program. It's building a culture for digital learning. Yeah. And so my focus in my current position, but my focus for any coach is what are those systems that you're going to have so that way when you get here next September, you're rolling, you're rocking with it. And everything is already built out for you. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that goes with systems, but also goes with relationships is the idea of tracking your coaching cycles and your coaching conversations. And so if you have a system for tracking those, um, that's going to be really helpful for you to kind of keep track of here's who I talk to, here's who I'm following up with, and here's where I'm getting into a one-on-one conversation. So one of the things that um, you can you're doing is you're tracking your coaching cycles and you're tracking your conversations and you're tracking who you're connecting with. And I think when it comes down to systems plus relationships is your most important thing that you're trying to do is get teachers into a coaching cycle or a one-on-one conversation, because ultimately you can impact them a lot by teaching them something in a PD. But if you want to see them change their practice or change something in the way they're implementing a technology tool or the way that they're using an instructional strategy, you have to help them on that personal one-on-one level. So trying to get to a one-on-one interaction, hopefully turning that into a coaching cycle is really the thing to focus on, you know, as you've got these systems and you're setting them up and you're figuring out how to track your interactions, then try to get yourself into the opportunity to have these much deeper coaching conversations with teachers when they're in the one-on-one setting. I think one of the best ways to do this is to have some kind of a network around you. I mean, I've said this many times. The reason why this particular show exists is because 11 years ago, I was that new coach. I had a school. They were looking at me. I didn't have anybody to turn to. And I started putting a microphone on other coaches. You have an amazing PLN. You have an amazing Facebook group. You've got an amazing group of coaches around you. Talk to us a little bit about what you get out of your PLN and why that's important for coaches to have personal learning networks of just coaches to talk to. This could be a whole podcast episode. So I'll try not (laughs) to do it forever, but I will say that it is the thing that like having a professional learning network and connecting with people online was the thing that transformed me into somebody other than just somebody, you know, just a classroom teacher, the one, the, some, the person that wanted to step out to be a coach and the person who wanted to turn around and help people after that. So it's because of connecting with them. And so I, as you can hear from what I've been sharing, I'm just a very relational person. And so when I had the opportunity to find my people in a professional learning network, which started with Twitter and then, you know, finding those, um, finding those ed tech friends, meeting them at real life conferences, meeting them in person. I mean, that's the greatest thing to hug somebody who you've been talking to for months and months and months, and you've never met them in person. And then you finally get to meet them. And so when I was looking for a community to connect with, I started building my own, which is what led to the new to coaching group. But what I get out of it is like pure joy to be able to connect with the members of the group. When they ask a question and they get I mean, 25 to 30 answers and responses to their question. And I I did nothing. (laughs) I didn't answer the question. Then I know that, you know, this community is helping the, is helping out the new coach. And so I get so much joy from that. And then from connecting with them personally, and then the ones I've worked with in a deeper level in my um, group coaching program, I'm watching transformation happen in front of my eyes and it is the most rewarding work. So I just know truly that coaching is my calling because it is beyond just Um, it is beyond just coaching teachers. It's also the work that I've had an opportunity to do coaching coaches. So it is amazing. I could go on and on. 
and I would love to have you come back on and do a full show on this because, you know, it is important as coaches that not only are we working together in our district, but it's important that we're working together out of our district. And the one thing that I've gotten out of our coaching programs worldwide is that we are all here for each other. The coaching summits that are happening, like the Simply Coaching Summit that's going on or the $2 conference that's going on or even the ISTE stuff that's happening, we are all here for each other. And I have not met any coaches that have been like, no, I don't want to talk about this stuff or no, you know, I'm not going to share my things. We are all here to support each other. And if you're looking for support, head on over to Facebook, do a search for Allison's new to coaching Facebook group. You can also join our instructional coaches network. We've got a lot of great things. Um, Allison, what do you think you've learned about coaching from your community? So much. I mean, I've learned so much about what it, I think the thing I've learned the most from them is what it's like the reality of coaching, you know, they've shared their hearts about how hard it is. Um, and when they run into walls and when they want to quit and when they feel like they're just not sure if this was the job for them or when, you know, the hard things, especially in my environment within brand new coaches that they run into some of those things, they share that. So I hear the reality of coaching. Um, and so from listening to that and listening to where some coaches start, I feel like the other thing I've learned is how to share with them what they could do to come over those hurdles. And so, but I would never, I promise, I would never have been able to sit behind my desk by myself and know what to tell them. I had to hear what they needed. I had to hear what their problems were. I had to hear their thing, the things that were on their heart. Then out of that, was I able to say, okay, well, here's something that I've done. Let me share it with you and you can try it and see if it works for you. And so out of that mutual, it's so mutual. And then out of that too, just so many members of the group have encouraged me back and shared something with me when I needed it. I mean, I, I, when I am needing some encouragement, I know my people, I know where my people are. Kind of like you said, you know, you everyone needs to find their people and the, the people who join these types of environments online, they are, you know, you sometimes feel like people don't understand you, but when you, when you walk into, or when you find yourself on Facebook in the new to coaching group, everybody in there understands you and everybody loves you yeah. for it, you know? So it's really, really um, powerful to connect with people who understand you. And I think that that has been, understanding them has been what I've learned the most. I, I love that answer. I love your honesty and I love your enthusiasm. I'm going to ask you one last question and I promise you this is going to be the harder one. Okay. What, what have you learned about yourself? Um, I, I think like I mentioned before, I've learned a lot of things about myself, but I've, I've learned that coaching is my calling. I, you know, I might've dabbled in it. I might've thought, oh, I need to do something else. I need to go a different direction with my career. I need to go and get another degree or whatever, but I don't, I don't need to go anywhere. <laughs> and only by the work that I've had an opportunity to do in this group and the connecting with the women and, and um, men who are in the group, um, have I been able to really settle into this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So that's, that's the powerful thing I've learned from doing this work. You are awesome. And I wish that you can only good success. And I hope you continue doing it because you have certainly inspired me. You've inspired the work we're doing here. And my last question, I'll say it. I think I've already said my last question, but where do we go to get in touch with you and how do we get a hold of all the great stuff that you're 
sharing every single week. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of places I would definitely just start by requesting to join the new to coaching group. Like Jeff said, just go to Facebook groups and search new to coaching, all one word, hashtag at the beginning, and you'll find us. <laughs> um, request to join. You can also look me up on YouTube. All of my videos are archived there. So it's um, youtube.com backslash, and then you have to use the at symbol at new to coaching. So um, those would be two good places. I am on Twitter, ALCP. I've been on Twitter for a long, long time. Um, and uh, Instagram is at Allison L. Peterson. So it's really the new coaching group. Just start there. Come on in, hang out with us, share with us and ask questions. And uh, we cannot wait to connect with you. So that would be a great place to start. I hope you guys are having a great start to your new years. There's a lot of amazing things happening in the world of instructional coaching from ISTE groups to Allison's group, to our group, to so many different conferences. The best thing that you can do is find a hashtag. We like to use tech coach EDU. You can go to ET coaches. Allison, what was your hashtag that you're keeping all your stuff under? New to coaching. Hashtag new, new to coaching. Hashtag new to coaching. Lots of great stuff. We're going to make sure that we have this and all of the different resources on our on our uh, show notes here. This is going to be, of course, episode number 232, I believe. That's amazing. 232 episodes. You are awesome. Oh, we're having fun with all this stuff. But we would also love to have you guys be a guest on the show. Please reach out to us over at feedback at teachercast.net or find us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. We would love to have you guys on and share your tech coaching tips and tricks. Well, that wraps up episode number 232 of the Ask the Tech Coach. On behalf of Alice and everybody here on TeacherCast, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.